0: Welcome to My Empower Project with your host, Erin Rowe. We will discuss nutrition, fitness, becoming your own boss, and just becoming better every day. I invite you to join My Empower Project as we embark, embrace, encompass, and enlighten. Jeremy Slate is the founder of the Create Your Own Life podcast, which studies the highest performers in the world. He studied literature at Oxford University and is a former champion powerlifter turned entrepreneur. He specializes in using podcasting and new media to create trust and build leader status for his clients. In iTunes, he was ranked number one in the business category and ranked number 78 in the top 100. He has been named a top influencer by Forbes. After his success in podcasting, Jeremy and his wife, Brielle, founded Command Your Brand to help entrepreneurs get their message out by appearing as guests on podcasts. How you doing, Jeremy?
1: Hey, I'm doing awesome, Aaron. I'm stoked to catch up. It's been like way too long since you and I hung out.
0: I'm so glad we get to chat today. Thanks for being on My Empower Project. We met in the gym a while back when I started to weight train. I would love if you could tell me a little bit about what you're up to now and how you got there.
1: Absolutely. So now I have a uh, iTunes top 100 rated podcast called the uh, Create Your Own Life Show. I also have a media company called Command Your Brand Media, where we help people appear as guests on top rated podcasts, teach them all about positioning and also what to do with their content. So we're really trying to help people that want to make an impact, make a really big impact.
0: What is a key factor for you to help business owners with public relations?
1: Uh, wow. So honestly, it's going back to the basic of like, what is PR and why would people do it? Because I find all often there's this confusion between like PR and marketing and like, what are the two things and people think they're the same thing and they're totally not. So like PR is the thing that as a business owner, like shows your credibility, helps you level up and, you know, makes your marketing and stuff work better. So like, I like to, I like to say it this way, right? Like marketing's like hungry, hungry hippos or so like more Facebook ads, more this stuff, more that. And when it runs out, it's done. So doing PR creates that no like and trust factor so that you have something there that makes those ads convert better that changes your online presence and changes your footprint. So that's, I guess, the easiest way to kind of start explaining it. And I guess we can kind of see where you want to go with this.
0: <laughs> well, tell me about new media mm-hmm. PR.
1: So new media PR is like, so in the old world PR, right? People think TV, they think radio, they think stuff like that. And the mediums are changing like crazy. And funny enough, I just learned the other day how radio actually like does their stats. They find 1,000 in a thousand people in like a city, send them a survey And they multiply that by the population and they say that's their listeners. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I know who's actually listening to my podcast. So new media is online media. So that's meaning uh, YouTube videos, meaning podcasts, it's meaning web shows, it's meaning online publications. And the really cool thing about this is since, you know, we're in such a big world, it's a pool that everybody can play in, right? Like it doesn't, there's different levels of where you can start. So I teach people there's something called a small pond strategy. And you'll appreciate this since you like you know the area I grew up in and everything like that. I'm from a town called Hamburg, which is five eighths of a mile in size, doesn't have a grocery store, nothing really happens there. And I located this small newspaper that sends to everybody's house. You probably are familiar with this one, the advertiser news, yes? Yes. And it sends to everybody's house on a Thursday. Their press day is Tuesday, meaning anything you send in by Tuesday, they'll print it and run it on Thursday. So one of the things I did is I Ran some press releases in this publication and it got me some early attention because it got noticed in the advertiser. But they also have an online component as well. So I could start to build a like media footprint using that. And I got my university to cover me, I got some rotary clubs to cover me and stuff like that. So I use these smaller ponds to kind of build up and up and up to bigger media. So that's the really cool strategy to like getting and using online media is like anybody can do it.
0: And why is branding so important?
1: Because branding is like why somebody would choose you over somebody else, right? Like one of my favorite people in branding and somebody that's been a huge mentor to me is a a guy named David Breyer. He talks about the idea of rising above the noise, right? Like if you don't differentiate from the brands and other people around you, like for example, as a podcast, right? If you don't differentiate, then you're just promoting podcasts and not what's interesting and special and different about yours. So branding is why people would choose you over others. Like what is your credibility? you know, what are you known for? What are you doing? Who are you seen with like positioning? And that's one of the big things that my podcast has done for me is I've interviewed uh, a lot of incredible experts and that's helped me to raise my brand positioning. You know, like I've had Gary Vaynerchuk on, I've had Grant Cardone on, and I've had a lot of these cool people on. So what happens is it gives you more credibility in this space. And that's the the difference in kind of the personal brand world we're in now is, you know, people are brands, right? Like big brands, you know, they're still going to be there and they, and they still happen, but it's a lot harder to do something like that in this day and age because those monoliths are just very different. So like really what we're doing is creating credibility as people. And that's how we're able to flow power to our businesses. Like people do business with Grant Cardone because they know who he is as an influencer. People do business with Gary Vaynerchuk because they know who Media is because of him. And I think that's what we're really seeing in terms of brand building is it's changing to becoming individual brands.
0: So rise above the noise. I really yeah. like that.
1: There's, there's so much noise out there, right? Like everybody wants to, you know, like look at a show like Entrepreneur on Fire and do exactly that. And it's like, great. Well, people are going to remember John, not you, because he's kind of done it first, been first in the space and made himself different.
0: So regarding standing out, you have your podcast, Create Your Own Life. Mm-hmm. and you went beyond that and created the company command your brand where you help others is that something you envisioned or just kind of happened out of demand
1: no <laughs> it's it's funny cuz like I, I you've known me all through this process like when i was like trying to like make a lot of stuff go right so it's like very funny in that way so it started with the podcast as just like a bunch of you know i did network marketing didn't really work out i did selling life insurance didn't really work out tried some internet marketing didn't really work out so i tried a lot of things that didn't work and I kind of started the podcast as, like, a last stitch, like, hobby. Like, hey, this would be cool to, like, have some creativity. And uh, I had been teaching high school for a couple of years. Super unhappy doing it. And, you know, tried all those different things. I actually ended up working at a friend's web design firm, building websites that I learned how to do from YouTube. I was doing that and started this podcast as a hobby. And the first version Tank, It was absolutely horrible. Called Rock Your Life. Um, please don't Google it because it is out there. Um, yes, Google it because you'll laugh. But, it was really bad because the graphic design was bad. The miking was bad. Like I, I didn't have a microphone. Like It just wasn't very good for anybody. And then when I came back around, I took a bunch of courses and learned like, how to be a professional. And that's where the Create Your Own Life came from. I listed the top 100 people I most admired, reached out to a bunch of them, and had some pretty good success early on in getting them on. We had 10,000 listens in our first 30 days. So it started growing pretty fast. And I had a couple people reach out to me and say, hey, can you do that for me? So we tried it for one person. And I was a little crazy because I'm like, oh, we'll do everything. So we did this, like, I called it a podcast in a box. Like we did your podcast, meaning we did your graphic design, did your cover art, did your guest booking, did your editing, interview questions, social media. Like it was way too many things. And given that my wife is like done so much in PR, she was like, all right, well, the next thing we have to do is get him on podcast and get him some media to like launch that. So we created a couple really cool podcasts, but Number one, we weren't making any money because it was just, it was too much work for the amount we were making. Number two, clients were coming to us and saying, Hey, like the podcast is great, but like, could you just like get me on podcast shows and kind of teach me how to be a great guest on those shows? And that's when, you know, command your brand became what it was because we focused on just doing that and got rid of the 80% that people didn't want. And that's really what we've doubled down on. Well, your
0: guests really are top notch. And I was going to ask you like what you did differently between your first I'm still learning as you know, but I feel like we have the same mindset as far as like being unbreakable. And we've, it's funny. I think I was at one of your like uh, surprise parties years ago. And we're like, we're waiting for you to show up. And I was talking to one of your friends, Drew, and he was telling me. Oh, Drew works for
1: me now. He's our director of sales. I just saw that. He's incredible.
0: (laughs) So we were talking about Amazon and this is before I ever got involved in Amazon myself. So yeah, we have seen each other's like trials. But what are like two or three things that you feel gave you that unbreakable limitless mindset?
1: A lot of it was like a lot of the stuff I was reading, honestly, because like when I sold my first, well, tried to sell my first insurance product, like I like called one person and I got yelled at by like an 85 year old man whose wife had just passed away. And like, it was like, he's like, you don't understand my pain. I'm like, sir, sir, I'm really sorry. I didn't know you couldn't buy anything else at 85. So like, I got really beat up by that first person, and I was kind of like, what do you do? And I read a book called The 10X Rule, and it taught me about like the number of times you have to do something to actually get the result. And I've taken that mindset into every single thing I've done. Um, and, and that's been huge, and that's The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. So I've really taken that level of action in anything I've done. Has it always been perfect? No. Has it always been pretty? Probably not. Um, but it was enough to get moving. Um, and I don't know. Like I just think – For me, that's just something also that I've had. Like, because, you know, I've always been like focused on fitness or I've always been focused on my sport or I've been focused on, you know, whatever it is I'm doing. So I've been able to, you know, flow that level of um, like intent on that. Like, if I decide I'm going to do something, like, yeah, I may screw some stuff up, but eventually I'm going to get it right. Um, Not everybody's really willing to like stick it out and see it through. And and I think that's the big difference that people have to really think with. Like, things are going to be hard, things are going to be tough. It's not going to go right the first time, but keep going at it. So, just that's a mindset I feel like I've just had as an athlete, so i i I, I don't really have a better answer to that.
0: <laughs> no, that's a great answer, and you brought up the Ten x rule that book's on my list, but I love Grant. I haven't read Allen. it yet no, but oh, I love grand. game changer yeah, Elena's book literally changed my whole year, like I just oh amazing amazing yeah he's a big time real estate investor for people who don't know, and he's working on becoming a billionaire, and without putting words in his mouth. I think he said he attributed some of his success to Scientology. Yeah, no, he did. Uh, yeah, so it,
1: it's been it's been a big help to me as well, honestly. I was like, going to ask
0: you. I don't know if you feel comfortable. No, heard, it's fine. Yeah, because like I, I'm a Christian, but I know they hold a high standard to like teaching and maintaining success. <laughs> so can you speak on that?
1: Yeah, so well, well Scientology is like it's a non-denominational uh, like religion, like meaning in the way that like you know I'm Catholic, was born Catholic, still Catholic, um, and it makes me a better Catholic. Um, because what it is, is it's tools to handle life, right? Like, you know, there's situations that may arise in your life, and there's actually a way to handle that rather than kind of freaking out and being like, oh my gosh, what do I do? So it helps me to address myself as a spiritual being, um, you know, because we're all spirits, you know, we're all souls. So there's that portion. But then also, like, there's conditions in life, meaning like things may be going really well now, and that's called affluence. You know, there's an actual step by step formula that you can apply in your life or in your business to get things going even better. And I think that's what people don't understand about Scientology is it's, it's an applied religious philosophy. Like It's tools that you can actually use to make change in your life. Um, there's technology around study. Like I've become a lot better student. Um, there's technology to grow in your business, which has been really a really big deal to me. So um, honestly, that's, that's been a big game changer for me.
0: Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about that because I know people aren't too familiar about- I look up to you for creating your own life with the podcast, pun intended, but <laughs> also your ability to travel. I also love to travel. And in my opinion, a lot of people are held back from taking the risk of mm-hmm. starting their own business. But I think we should be fearful of the old way of thinking of relying on one stream of income yeah. or letting your boss like hold your finances in the palm of their hands what are your thoughts on that? On the new millennial strategy of life?
1: Well, my it's it's funny because that's actually where the name Create Your Own Life came from because my dad and I like really disagree on this because he's somebody that he played professional sports and uh, he started the machine shop at a company. You know, once he got hurt and couldn't play anymore, and worked his way all the way up to you know like a director level position in his company. You know, without a college degree. So you know, more power to you. Um, but the world just isn't like that anymore. Like it isn't. Like companies don't have the same level of you know, I guess faith in their employees and stuff like that, like your only true securities in your own yourself and your own skill set, right? Like economies can change, you know, businesses can change, things can downsize. But, you know, whether you're a freelancer or an entrepreneur, like if you're somebody that's different businesses just hiring you for small jobs, if you're getting better and better and better and becoming the best at it. Well, then, you know, you don't have competition a lot of times. So I think, honestly, there's more security in yourself and your own skill set rather than being effective in economy or a job loss or anything like that. So that's really my viewpoint on it. And that's really what I'm hammering home to people. Um, I just feel bad for the poor people in California right now with this whole like uh, way they're changing freelancing and stuff like that because it's making it harder for them to, to get employment out there. I do think, you know, your own security is in yourself, whether it's as an entrepreneur, as a freelancer.
0: I agree with that. So my next question, I think we're going to agree with this. I know a lot of people, they may not call themselves entrepreneurs, but like they might be part of an MLM or they sell a product or just like for all those creatives included. Do you think that making your health a priority has an impact on success in a business?
1: Oh, absolutely. Because I know for me, like that's the first thing I address every morning. Like I have, I I take my three or five minute cold shower every morning. I, I work out first thing. I'm not as crazy with my diet like I used to be because I've kind of found out like what works for my body I don't carry the cooler around anymore, but I think that's a huge thing If I don't have my cold shower my bulletproof coffee and my workout first thing the day isn't the same because i'm not right in in the right mindset So I think in order to like produce the best through our day We need to show up the best and for me fitness has been a huge component Um, you know, whether it's in my business or even in my personal life
0: I thought you would agree with me on that (laughs) Because I'm soon releasing my meal prep strategy course. Oh, awesome. It's, yeah, Fit Nomad. So it's, it's going to touch on like my personal wellness hacks, like you mentioned, fill approved mm-hmm. coffee. And we did meet in the gym. Uh, but I believe, you know, like I said, my true passion is nutrition. I'm going to teach others what just I've learned and what's worked for me after life. Hit me in the face hard after the loss of my mom. I know you've experienced some family difficulties. Yeah. What is your thought on food awareness, honestly?
1: So, so here's the thing. Like, I think we need to know a lot more of what we're eating, like, especially like GMO and things like that. There's a reason that, you know, genetically modified organisms are banned in the European union. Like, so I, I think it's really important to know like where our food's coming from, you know, where it's coming you know, where it's coming from and how it's made and things like that, because what we think could be healthy isn't always healthy. So I would tell people to not only worry about like eating quote unquote healthy or eating the right way, but also know your food sources, know where they're coming from. Because you may be ingesting chemicals or different things you're not aware of if you just don't know. So I, I think it's interesting because I think this has come more to the forefront recently, but the nutrition argument has changed or conversation has changed a lot because it's not just about the idea of eating healthy because there's more to it than that anymore.
0: And something else you said was you found out what worked for you. Yes. And that's what I want to get across to people. Oh like, my you gosh, don't have to yeah. follow this one book or something. Like everyone's different.
1: Yeah. Like I just did a podcast episode today uh, with a good friend of mine, Felicia Romero. She was, a, she's like an eight time cover model and she's been at Olympia and stuff like that. And she had a breakdown in her, her late twenties because you know, she was competition and then working for the next competition and working for the next competition and working for the next competition. And she just mentally and physically broke down and she found out like, Hey, like what can I do to feel good and be healthy? And it's this whole idea of moderation and finding out what's right to you. Like these one size fits all diets, just, it doesn't work like that. We're so different. And that's honestly like the reason that, you know, she's now helping people in the corporate wellness space because she found out regular people just need help. And I, and I think there's just so many lies and, and, you know, fad diets and things out there right now that people are just saying, cause it's cool. Like you got to find out what works for you.
0: Yeah. Moderation, like you said, and also you said she was seeing a change in her mental and physical and like t- yes. they relate and people don't oh put God, them together. Yeah. Actually your company. So with command, your brand, like you can actually help reduce people's stress because it is a lot of work to have a podcast. Yeah. So tell me what somebody could expect when they come to work with you.
1: It's interesting because like a lot of the people that we're working with are, are CEOs and founders and people that have a really big vision and like they want to get on podcasts as a guest and really harness that power. But either A, their team doesn't know a lot about the podcast space because it is something that's changing fast and specialized and whatever it may be. Or B, they just don't have time or their team doesn't have time. So really what we do is we find out exactly who they need to be in front of. And we locate shows just like that. And then we actually do a coaching process for them around what we call story and call to action. Because we find every interview really has three key points. And that's the story message call to action. And we also give them a content repurposing course. Because so much of what you're doing, whether it's on a podcast interview or whether it's an article or whatever, is what you're going to do with it. So we also teach people how to use it to create the right positioning and the right content because, you know, you know as well as I do, but like going on one podcast interview, if you use it correctly, could be used as six months to a year worth of content. Like I have interviews that I'm still pulling stuff out of and using. So we really want to teach people not like just getting them on the right shows and things like that, but teaching them like how to create quality content that's going to pay off themselves and also the hosts that they're working with for years to come.
0: Do you also help with advice on expanding reach?
1: Well a lot of that stuff does expand reach right like if you're if you're getting on the right shows if you're getting in front of the right people if you're realizing like this appearance is not the end product it's what I'm doing with it and that's why I often I tell people like the call to action should be something that continues the relationship it should be like an invitation to do that so for example you know we had a client that in the real estate space he was helping realtors to get their own leads and it was something really really valuable so he told them everything they needed to know on an interview but when he got to the end he'd be like well, I actually put together this really awesome worksheet for you on how you can actually put your leads together in Facebook and what that's going to look like. And he offered him a free call. And that was an ability to actually continue the relationship after that interview. And he made it one place that they could go. So I think that's really the point is understanding that each interview you do, each media piece you do is not the final product, but it's kind of something you can use to continue the relationship with the people you meet and are introduced to.
0: Well, relationships are everything. So I think that's an excellent thing to focus on. Where can we find you on social?
1: Absolutely. So if people want to check us out, there's two different places. One being my personal site, which is jeremyryanslate.com because my parents named me after a bad cowboy actor named Jeremy Slate. Uh, Or they can check out the business side of things over at commandyourbrand.com.
0: Shout out to my assistant, Rachel. She's going to put those links in the notes below. And thank you, Jeremy.
1: Absolutely, thank you so much for having me, Aaron.
0: Thank you for listening. You can find every episode, including the written versions to read on AaronRow.com. Be sure to leave your review because I love hearing your opinions on the topics I shared. Are they new? Are they helpful for you? Tap that subscribe button so you don't miss the future interviews and enlightenment to come. This episode was brought to you by me and only me because I love sharing new ideas with you. Take action to become better Have a fabulous day.